0: Uh, interesting conversation, I think, about a new, a new book, and uh, and it was actually a piece in the National Post sort of outlining what the book's about, um, by uh, Malcolm Lavoie, who is an associate professor at the University of Alberta's Faculty of Law, the author of Trade and Commerce, Canada's Economic Constitution. He was actually a counsel for, an uh, intervener in a Supreme Court case, which sort of forms the basis of the conversation. But, you know, we've we've had a lot of conversations about uh, jurisdiction, right? Constant debate in this country. It's a big issue with our provincial government and the jurisdiction that Ottawa has on certain issues. Um, where prov- provinces' jurisdiction starts, federal jurisdiction ends, not always a matter of easy understanding and agreement. In fact, it's the opposite in a lot of cases. Um, but uh, Matthew's uh, written, Malcolm's written a book uh, dealing with some of the economic issues around jurisdiction and what the Constitution actually says and how we can refer to the document for some guidance. Um, so let's get into it. Malcolm, thanks so much for joining us. I do appreciate your time today. Pleasure to be here. Thanks for inviting me. So to make your point about the Constitution and economic issues, you, you focus on one specific case that you were involved in as an intervener, and basically it's about a guy
1: and his search for cheap beer, right? Walk us through that. That's exactly right, yeah. So the case is R.V. Como, um, and it's just about the most relatable set of facts you can imagine. Gerard Como uh, is a retired, retired steelworker from uh, New Brunswick, and he took a trip over across the border into Quebec, uh, where the beer's cheaper. Uh, and so he, uh, loaded up on beer, uh, by all accounts for his personal consumption, uh, tried to drive it home, but he was pulled over when he crossed the border, uh, by police who had a dedicated operation just for catching people who were going to Quebec to buy beer. And he was charged essentially with, uh, possession of out-of-province beer. Uh, now, uh, in, and, and his beer was, uh, was confiscated. Um, and so he challenged that law under a provision Uh, called Section 121 of the Constitution Act, 1867, which says, essentially, all goods from one province should be admitted free into another province. And the trial judge agreed with him. The Mm. trial judge uh, held that... Uh, you know, the New Brunswick law he was charged under that basically said you had to get your beer from the New Brunswick uh, Liquor Corporation uh, was unconstitutional. Uh, that case got appealed to the Supreme Court of Canada, and the Supreme Court of Canada unfortunately ended up reversing that decision, <laughs> holding that uh, Section 121 doesn't quite mean that. D- admitted free doesn't mean admitted free, uh, at least not in, in those terms, um, and that provinces have a pretty wide uh, power to uh, regulate, and in this case essentially prohibit, uh, out-of-province goods. Um, and so that, that case, uh, was part of the inspiration for this book, which, uh, which uh, seeks to sort of set out the economic ideas that form the basis for our constitution. I I say, you know, the constitution isn't neutral on economic issues. Right. The constitution supports free interprovincial trade and economic integration. At the same time, though, uh, it provides for uh, you know provincial jurisdiction over truly local issues, and th- that jurisdiction is meant to be exclusive. And that's what it comes down to, right? It's sort of a delicate balancing act because
0: you you, you do want to protect what in some ways seem almost like competing interests, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So the Constitution, you know, isn't all about provincial autonomy, and it's not all about federal right. power. There's a pretty thoughtful delineation of, of the powers uh, that provinces and the federal government have. Uh, provinces are, are given jurisdiction that's meant to be exclusive. There's meant to be no federal interference with matters that are uh, local in nature. Uh, at the same time, though, matters that affect other provinces, like interprovincial trade, are given to the federal parliament because those issues can't be effectively dealt with at the local level. Provinces will be tempted to, you know, engage in protectionist measures, try and protect their own industries. And so that's why jurisdiction over those issues is given to Parliament.
0: And that makes perfect sense. I mean, if you have provinces you know, enacting all kinds of barriers to trade and everything, and it would
1: become completely unwieldy very, very quickly. That's exactly right and that's that's a problem uh that's inherent in a federal system of government right you've got these local jurisdictions uh who are naturally going to look out for the interests of people in their own province um, and there's a temptation there to try and uh, uh you know create barriers to trade create costs for producers and others in other jurisdictions um, and our our constitution is meant to address that it, it addresses that through the division of powers which gives these local issues to provinces but allows the federal government uh room to you know, create an integrated national economy with free interprovincial trade. Um, And it's also recognized in Section 121, which says just about as clearly as it can that uh, trade in goods is meant to be free across provincial boundaries. Constitutionally speaking, like you say, it's in there. I mean, they they deal with this. They focus
0: on this. Um, Have we moved away, do you think, from what the writers of the document had in mind?
1: I think that I think I think we have in a few in a few different ways um, uh, but one of the big ways is this move towards a kind of flexible conception of federalism like I said the constitution is pretty clear that provincial and federal jurisdiction is meant to be exclusive what's given to the provinces is denied to the federal government and and vice versa now practically speaking there there there's inevitably going to be a little bit of overlap uh but uh courts have taken i think too lenient an approach uh, to that kind of overlap. And so you have room for federal incursions into areas of provincial jurisdiction, like natural resources, like healthcare. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, you've got room for provinces to create barriers to trade, to interfere with the national economy in ways that I don't think the framers would have, uh, would have
0: intended. So, I mean, I guess that's part of oh, constant discussion. I mean, the Constitution is interpreted. Um, is it possible to go back to what you think it was written to, you know, try and delineate some of these issues that we're talking about here. I mean, can you, as we move away from it through interpretation, is it possible to go back?
1: Yeah, I think so. I think part of the part of the purpose of the book is to start that discussion. Yeah. it's partly a, a it's partly a you know a legal and, and a, que- a legal question and questions for the courts, and I want to kind of incur- encourage the courts to understand what the vision of the Constitution was meant to be. But it's also a question for for political leaders as well, right? Um, you know, I'd, I'd like to encourage the federal government to take its role in you know creating an economic union more seriously and trying to break down some of these uh, trade barriers. At the same time, I'd like to encourage the federal government to uh, reconsider measures that might interfere with areas of provincial jurisdiction. They don't need to, uh, I don't think, be involved in uh, directing the minutiae of, say, healthcare or, uh, or, you know, the approval of, 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 of a great deal of uh, natural resource projects, that kind of thing. And so it's also a question for political leaders and ultimately voters. Uh, the Constitution Act 1867 has this thoughtful delineation of powers, and I think it served us well, and I think it can continue to serve us well. If we adhere to it the way it yeah, was written. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Malcolm, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you being here.